Thanks for checking out this message from Radiant Life Church. Grab your Bible and a pad of paper and a pen. Let's dive in. Man, it's good to see you guys. Good to watch. No, I'm not watching. Good for you that are watching online. It's good to see you guys here on the last day of 2023. So real quick, uh, things are going to look a little different this year or this year. I have a feeling you're not staying up till midnight tonight. All right. I think it's because we're in a different spot than last time. I'll go where I was last time. There we go. I tried to just mess with everybody. You did mess. Um, uh, As we're wrapping up a new year, right? 2024 is tomorrow. Uh, Here we are, last day, uh, New Year's Eve of 2023. Uh, We're just going to look a little bit different in service today. Uh, We're going to co-teach a little bit, uh, slightly just on some things on the front of the service, and we're going to worship, we're going to do communion together, so if you didn't get to grab a communion cup, you're going to want to walk out those doors, and then there's tables, three tables out there for a communion cup if you guys want to grab that, and we're going to take communion together, and then we'll wrap up the whole service with God is able, but uh, hey, just real quick, I, I put a few announcements here, what are just some of the things coming in the new year right away? right away in the new year. So right we've away. got our young adults group. They meet every second Tuesday of the month. They took a, a couple of months off with the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, but they ramp back up in January. So if you're in that, you know, you graduated from high school, but you're not 30 yet, like this is for you, right? So, so I want to encourage you to come on out for the young adults group here at Radiant Life. This is the Bylers and the Vandozens. They just do a fantastic job uh, just kind of leading this one. But uh, yeah, come on out. Do you have something you want yeah, to Yeah, no, I just like to stress the importance of biblical community, like no matter what age you are, but, you know, speaking from experience, especially this age, um, you know, you're, you're finding your new independence and, <laughs> you know, you maybe borrowed some of your parents' faith throughout the years and now you're finding your own faith and trying to, uh, you know, really press in and find, you know, your relationship with Christ and so I just encourage you, uh, if you are a high school graduate up through 29, come check it out. It's the second Tuesday of every month. It's June, or June. Oh, I wish. We're all doing it's good June today. <laughs> We're just, <laughs> we haven't even had a good snowfall yet. And We're she wants winning. to go to the middle of summer. It's, it's January 9th at 6 o'clock here at the church. So I do encourage you, if you're, you fall in that age category, come check it out. It's, it's a great time. The Bylers and the Vandosens are awesome. So also coming down the pipeline is in January, starting tomorrow, but next Sunday, um, we have Discover Purpose, and that runs every other month at the 9 o'clock service. Yeah, so we're on the odd month, so January... That's an odd month. So uh, we were on all four weeks in January during that 9 a.m. service. This is, uh, this is where we look at your shape. It's an acronym for your spiritual gifts, the things you have a heart for, your abilities, your personality, and your life experiences. We look at those and say, hey, how do those come to bear on you living into your God-given purpose? And that's what we explore in Discover Purpose. So you can sign up through our website, through the Info Hub. Uh, if you have the Church Center app, you can sign up through all those things. Or just catch me after service and be like, uh, how do I sign up for that thing? And I can sign you up for that thing. So Yeah, also coming up um, in January is the Worship Team Vision Meeting. Now, they do this annually. And this is for all of our current worship team members, but also those who are interested in potentially having a role or checking out different roles on the worship team. It's not just playing an instrument or singing. Um, it's also, you know, back there in our sound booth and, and running lights and doing the slides and doing, you know, the sound and broadcasting, all of the things. There's camera operators. There's lots of 
roles within the worship team. And um, Pastor JB just does a great job. He like he's casting vision um, for the worship team and maybe answering any questions you might have about a potential role on the worship team. So just because you come does not mean you're signing up and saying I am going to be on the worship team. But come check it out if you have any interest in that area. Um, We do ask that you sign up. It's January 11th from 6 to 8.30 here at the church. There's going to be food provided. JB does a great job providing food. It's always yummy. Um, But if you could sign up for that, that way he can make sure he has enough. He always has plenty of food. Um, But that would be great. And you can sign up, you know, like Josh said, Church Center app, online, radiantlife.church, clicking on info and going that way. We don't have a slide for it, but we also have coming up in January, Live Sent. This is a a group experience to explore your calling and to look at ways that Holy Spirit speaks to us. Uh, So if you have an interest in that, again, Info Hub, website, all that, you can get signed up for Live Sent. Uh, We run six sessions for that. It's every other week, starting here in the next couple of weeks. Hey, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about 2023, uh, knowing that here we are again, last day of 2023. And uh, I don't know how many of you actually... And this is uh, participation in this moment. So raise your hand or shout if you actually enjoy staying up till midnight tonight. Anyone? Okay. Very good. few. All right. Um, Very few. All right. Now, I'm going to ask you this. How many of you are like me and despise this day? I do not. I like That's 8 o'clock. Extreme. I'm in bed. Like I'm good. Despise? Don't need to see a ball drop. Anyone else? Like, I just don't need it. You guys like, like it or dislike well, it? Well, I mean, I don't despise is kind of strong. <laughs> I said I hate last like a, service. I thought I was softening it a little bit. I think despise is worse. I don't All know. right. I strongly dislike staying up till midnight. There's got to be some like yeah. middle ground somewhere in there. So I don't I, I mean, so I don't, I I'm don't like necessarily the Grinch towards well, Christmas. I'm the Grinch towards New Year's Eve. I don't necessarily enjoy it, but I enjoy like that coming together with people, like spending time with people. I'm spending time with people right now. But I mean, that's like, I think at that's 11 o'clock my, in the morning, that's part of my love language though is quality time. It's so I like quality time. So I think that's why right, I, I receive that. I received that. That's good. So I like, we haven't in the entire time that I've been married, which is almost 17 years. We've, we've never stayed up to watch the ball drop. <laughs> that. I agree. That's a little weird, right? That's slightly weird that you have, in 17 years, have never stayed up to watch the ball. You despise it. Like, what what are you going to talk? Like, what are you... I've done it. I've done it in order to know I despise it. So I'm I'm just honest to my own convictions then. Uh, No, no, so... So this year, though, is changing. This year, though, well, so my two oldest kids, they really want to stay up. Last year, I don't remember this. One of my my, my, uh, older kids came to Nicole and I yesterday and said, hey, do you remember how last year, like I came in like right before midnight with my phone so we could watch the ball drop together, but you like told me to get out of there? <laughs> I don't. So I must have been sleeping wow. or something because apparently I, I was a totally a wow. jerk uh, to yeah. my kids. So that's good though. tonight we'll probably stay up, watch the ball drop. I don't know good if we'll watch kid. the ball drop, but we'll, we'll stay up till midnight and welcome in the new year with a couple of our kids. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds miserable, to be honest. It just does. I don't want to stay up till midnight. I'm so old. Um, <laughs> what's, I, I, I don't have to stay up till midnight this year. Because my two oldest are at Follow. They're on their way back home from Cincinnati. And they are dead tired. 
And I don't think they're going to want to stay up. I think they're going to want to go home and crash but what and if, not stay what up. What if Gabby says to you, hey, Dad, hey, Dad, will you, will you stay up till midnight? I will send her to the Harima household <laughs> and enjoy it with your family. Yeah. Ryan, I think you're going to be disappointed. That's they're going to come home, take a nap. And then stay up. Uh, so it, this is honestly, this is why my kids say I'm not fun. <laughs> they do. Like, I'm the not fun parent. I, my, my, I tend to say no to a lot of things. My lovingly beautiful wife loves to say yes to a lot of things. <laughs> and I realize this is why the kids don't ever ask me things anymore. Because <laughs> they know I'm going to probably just lean towards no. Yeah, it's horrible. So looking back at 2023... Um, I want to ask the two of you, like, what are some highlights that, you know, 364 days have gone by? What are just some highlights in your professional walk and in your personal walk? Yeah, I think it's kind of a mixed bag. Personally, it was cool. I had a friend get married over the summer. I had a couple of different vacations over the summer. Spent time with my in-laws at, a, at an Airbnb up north. And that was a good thing. Good that was for a you. good thing, dude. It was That's awesome. Good. We had so much fun. Uh, like, my in-laws are super chill. So, like, vacation with my in-laws means we're just hanging out. How many of you like those vacations? Not overly planned, just chill mode. All right. How many of you like, like, if I go on vacation, I want to do things, see things, and, oh, we got a split room. Yeah, I like your in-laws then. I'm like, I do things my entire life. If I go on vacation, I don't want to do nothing. I want to sit in a mountain and chill, sit on the beach and do nothing. That sounds like a good time. Right? Yeah. So, so I like your in-laws. So there were some cool, cool, cool personal things there. Uh, also the summer, which most of my things revolve around the summer because I love the summer. Uh, and I, I don't like I mean, this is a guy that enjoys 90 degrees weather and still wears jeans outside I in do. 90 degree weather. I went to Phoenix for the first time this past year. It was awesome. Like 105 degrees. Psh, yeah. He's in a hooded sweatshirt and his <laughs> Levi jeans out there. Like. <laughs> But this summer was really cool. Summer bash, I had the privilege of baptizing two of my kids. That's cool. So that was, that was, uh, that was really awesome. Just personal highlight. Uh, but it's, it's been cool from a church standpoint just to see the number of people taking those steps. Coming into, into a relationship with Jesus through salvation. Getting baptized, right? I mean, you and I have the opportunity to uh, teach in the Radiant Institute. Yeah. And just seeing some of those concepts come alive to our students, that's, that just that gets me fired up. It's cool. Pam, what about you? Yeah, so um, 2023 was a year of, like, growth and um, challenge for me as far as, um, you know, one of the highlights was, you know, finishing my classes for my pastoral license and, and then, you know, being up here. So, um, you know, that's, that was, that's a highlight, um, but also it's been a lot of growth and a lot of um, being in an uncomfortable area where <laughs> I didn't ever see myself. Um, but then beyond that, like, Within the church, it's been really awesome just to see overall our church family growing deeper in their walk with Christ and and getting engaged more and hungry um, to grow in their relationship with him and in their knowledge of him and, you know, just reaching others. And and then the new people that have come throughout the year and joined the church family, it's just been really awesome just to see that and to see the growth and people continuing to come back and get involved and get engaged and get plugged in. And um, it's just been really exciting to see. That's awesome. I think from my perspective, just looking back the past year and looking at from the church perspective, uh, just the, the blessing that you guys were able to provide through your generosity, through your tithes, uh, to expand our parking lot was actually a big thing. 
And I know for some of us, we look at that and go, it's just concrete. Like, it's not that cool, Ryan. Um, But what that ended up doing for us is two major things. Number one, we were able to create 70 new parking spots out there with your generosity. 70, that is a massive amount. We had just over 200 uh, before our parking lot expansion, and now we are about 275 somewhere in there. So we were able to add 70, not only that, but to help the, the traffic flow out to do a double lane exit was significantly improved our traffic flow. And so it's like the little things like that, I want to say thank you. Like that's a celebratory thing. A couple of weeks ago, I actually paced our parking lot during service. It was when I wasn't, uh, I didn't, if you will, have any responsibility that Sunday. And it's not often I'm able to go out and just look at our parking to see. I counted with the additional 70 spaces one Sunday, only 10 spaces not being used. And I go, Lord, what would we have done with the 60 extra cars that if this parking lot expansion never took place, where would they park? In the grass, down the aisle, some people, when they see a parked or packed parking lot, if there's no room, they'll turn and leave. And that's a reality, that's happened. And so I, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I think that was actually a massive thing that, um, and I think it sets us up for more expansion in, in our buildings in the new year. So I think that's awesome. And then um, our teens are at Follow Conference, about 30 of our teens that you guys help send is awesome. And they're on their way back right now from Cincinnati. And my wife and I were privileged to go down there and we caught back last night so I can be here with you all. And for my wife and I to watch the hunger of our teens in worship, I'm going to tell you, it was, it was inspiring. I know this generation, middle school, high school, even younger, I know they say weird words we don't get. Right? Like, no cap. Bussin'. It's like, what does that mean? Like, I understand there's a language that they're using. But here's what this generation wants. They want the real presence of God. And there's a hunger. And my wife and I got to witness that. We got to witness some of our male teens, after hearing a message, bawl their eyes out. And I particularly, there are the girls, some of the girls were too, but I particularly say males because males, we often hold our emotions back sometimes. Men, imagine being a teenage boy again. You're crying in front of your friends and perhaps your girlfriend. It was awesome. And you, your generosity makes that stuff happen. So thank you. We had a couple teenagers get on their knees and kneel and then go and feel a call to ministry from that event. How awesome is that? Your generosity helps send and impact that generation. So I say thank you to that. Uh, Those are highlights. So we're entering into the new year tomorrow. And you can see on the screen that we as a church family here at Radiant Life want to enter into a 21 days of prayer and fasting together. 21 days, and it starts tomorrow, because tomorrow's January 1st, and we thought a great way to enter into the new year, seeking the face of God, seeking his presence, is let's corporately, together as a family, do 21 days of prayer and fasting. And for you, the two of you, can you explain a little bit of like what prayer and fasting has meant to you and how it's enabled 
your walk with Christ and the impact there? Yeah, so, I mean, you'll, you'll talk to some people, and we've talked to some of these people here at, at Radiant Life, and they'll talk about a time of prayer and fasting, and it's this wonderful, I, I, I dare say, like almost like, like deeply spiritual time, like where God shows up and does something really, really cool. Uh, I haven't had any of those. Right, I've not been like, all right, Lord, I really need a miracle. I'm going to pray and fast, and you're going to do a miracle. No, like I haven't had that. But yet I still see uh, great value in fasting. Uh, for me, fasting, it's a, it's a discipline. Right? This, is, this is a way to say no to a fleshly impulse. Right? Jesus tells us to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him. I think fasting is a, a, a relatively simple way for us to deny ourselves. Because I like food. I like candy bars. I like, you know, there are things that it's like, you know what? I kind of enjoy having this right now. But to be able to say, nope, I'm not going to do that right now. Like there is, I think there's value in, in the discipline of fasting. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I am the same as Josh. You know, during period, or previous times of fasting, I haven't had like this, you know, aha moment that I can remember anyways. Um, it's been valuable time, but I'm really looking forward to, to fasting, um, not looking forward to it, but looking forward to it. And I say not looking forward to it because it's not fun to deny ourselves. Like, I think we can all agree on that. But I think, like Josh said, it's, it's a valuable discipline that we have in our spiritual walk with Christ to learn to deny ourselves and to seek him. You know, I'm really going into it, you know, seek, just seeking God, seeking, you know, a spiritual transformation in my life, guidance from him, clarity in what he wants uh, me to be doing in my life, how he wants to be using me, um, just open to how he wants to speak to me. But I think beyond just those 21 days, learning to deny ourselves from the things of the world is a great spiritual discipline because the things of the world distract us very easily. And if we can just start to deny ourselves in the small things, we can start training ourselves to deny ourselves in the bigger things and to really focus on God and our relationship with him. So I'm excited about that piece of it, knowing that it's not going to be easy, but during those times when I'm grumpy or I'm hungry or whatever, that I'm really going to really focus on praying and seeking God during those moments. Yeah, that's good. So what we want to encourage you all is take time to pray over what you should be fasting um, a true biblical fast, fasts from food. You see that. And so um, don't beat yourself up if you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to give up like lunch, breakfast, dinner, or my 8, 8 p.m. ice cream every night type thing yet. Even though we're saying we start tomorrow, we just know tomorrow's a new year. We want to start off seeking his face above everything. So take time to think about that, but may we engage it together. Again, what happens is you give up that meal or that, that hunger craving and say it's lunch and you're going to give up lunch for the next 21 days. And what happens is during lunchtime, you know when you're hungry, you know when your belly's beginning to ache saying, I need food. That's when you don't pursue that, but you pursue Jesus, that you seek his face in his presence in that moment type thing. It's not so much of what you're letting go of, it's who you're letting grab a hold of you. And so it's you grabbing Jesus during those moments. What would happen for the next 21 days you gave up something like that? To seek his presence with intentionality behind it. 
And again, maybe it is just, hey, I do eat a, I don't. I'm just saying maybe some of you eat a bowl of ice cream at 8 p.m. every night. Maybe it's that time where I'm not going to do that for 21 days. I'm going to actually at 8 p.m. every day give that up, get on my knees, maybe play a little worship song and just pray. That's what I'm going to do instead for 21 days. So be thinking about it. Don't beat yourself up for it if you are like, ah, man, I ate lunch today and I said I was going to give up lunch. Listen, God's not legalistic. So don't beat yourself up for that. Then maybe fast your midnight snack or fast dinner that day, okay? So don't beat yourself up. But it's letting go and grabbing a hold of him. And let's do it together as a church family. Let's really start the new year seeking his face. Also, I want to say this real quick, and then you guys are going to talk about hands up, hands on. Um, Some of us may need to, outside of a true biblical fast of food, you may need to do what we like to call a soul fast, Maybe for you, it's for the next 21 days, I'm getting off of social media. No more scrolling Facebook. No more turning on TV and binge watching news. I'm going to seek that moment of watching CNN or Fox News by seeking God instead. That's what I'm going to do instead. So it's up to you. I, I, I mean, some of us, we do. We need to just turn off the TV. Turn off the TV. Put some worship music on. Get into his word. I heard this. This is awesome quote. The teens heard this. You want to hear the audible voice of God? The audible word of God. Do you want to hear it? And a lot of Christians say, I don't hear it. I don't ever hear it. Are you ready? Open up his word and read it out loud. You'll hear the audible voice of God. Think about it. All right, what do we got for the next, uh, there in this moment? It's true. I love that. I love that quote. I stole it from what the teens heard this weekend. So we're going to kick off this 21 days of prayer and fasting with something that we call hands up, hands on. Now this is time we've done, we did this, what, two, three years ago? Uh, we're we're going to do it again. Uh, hands up, we're going to spend time in worship. Hands on, we're going to time... And we're going to spend some time praying for and with each other. So this is going to happen uh, starting tomorrow evening and running through Friday evening. Each of those nights, we're going to come together at 7 o'clock. And we're going to just spend that time in prayer and worship together. Uh, 7 to 8. It's yeah. one hour right in here for the first five days of the new year. So we just want to, we want to kick this off with a, a really focused time together. Right? Because this is something that we do. Like, like we're not... We're not like all saying, oh, hey, let's get together and fast lunch together. No, but I mean, but this is a way that we can, we can all participate together in our pursuit uh, during this time of prayer and fasting. But we're also, we're resurrecting something old. Did you have something you want to say? Yeah. Or are you falling over? I am not naive to this. Michigan football plays tomorrow at five, okay? I know that. I'm a massive Michigan fan. And I don't say this to put shame or guilt on you. It's what the Lord taught me. Would you rather watch Michigan or seek God in the presence of the body of Christ together? It wrecked me. Wrecked me. So I I say it in regards to lift that up to you. Let that be the challenge to you of it's just the end of the game anyways. You can all come back to it. Don't you dare say what you said at first service. I'm pretty you? sure Galen had already oh, muted me. <laughs> he made a, a comment about Alabama, and I about punched him. Okay, that's all. So, y'all, y'all missed it first service. You ever see your lead pastor? I joke around. Like, it says it's 7 somebody? to 8. 7 to 8. You can, catch the, you can catch most of the game and then catch the tail end of the game. 
Hey, Michigan football doesn't save you. Jesus Christ does. And I want to pursue everything. I would rather be here, right here with all of you in prayer and worship over watching my favorite football team ever. I really would. I would. And I, I just hope that rubs off. I really do. I hope that rubs off. I just go, because I'm going to keep talking about Maybe it. Maybe some of you need a fast Michigan football over these 21 days of prayer I and mean, fasting. I just, that's not going to be hard after Holy Spirit does use brothers and sisters in Christ to speak to us. <laughs> but I'm going to pray that that was not a word from Pastor Josh to me that I do need to fast tomorrow. He does not receive that. All right, hey, Pam. Uh, Another thing that we're doing, we're going to resurrect something yes. uh, that we've used in the past. Yes. Uh, so, and worship team, make your way up. Uh, back in 2020, when we weren't able to meet together, we, um, we were doing the Ad 8s, and that was a way to continue to engage with one another um, during that time when we couldn't come together corporately as a church family. And so we're going to be doing that um, during this time of prayer and fasting. It's going to be at 8 a.m., and it's going to be, we're going to rotate through the staff here at the church and just do a devotion, kind of a prayer focus focus, um, the prayer focus maybe for the day of the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, if you can't jump on live with us at 8 a.m. on Facebook, uh, you can watch it later on Facebook. And I think we're also going to try to put it on the website. That way that those yeah. of you that aren't on social media can still view it a little bit later on. Uh, but we encourage you just to um, take some time. It'll just be I don't know, five-ish minutes, maybe something like that. Not super long, but just to kind of um, get your day started or get your prayer focus going for that day during the 21 days of prayer and fasting. That's good. So just a reminder, 21 days of prayer and fasting kicking off tomorrow. What are you going to fast to let go of to seek him? Are you willing to come maybe one day, maybe two days, maybe all five days, starting tomorrow through Friday, seven to eight in here for worship and prayer as we start the new year. Let's seek him together. And at eight o'clock for the next 21 days, we're gonna give you the prayer focus for that day as our church body is all praying for the same thing. And again, you can watch it on social media or go to the website after probably nine or so, I don't know what time, but later maybe in the afternoon to figure out what the prayer focus is. We'll have it there. Because in life, everything that matters boils down to one name, Jesus. That's what it matters. And we want to kick off the new year the right way. Will you please stand and we're going to engage in worship. I want to read this verse over you as we enter into the song called Reckless Love. And this idea of reckless love, it, it's an idea that God's love seems reckless in our human eyes because oftentimes what you and I will do is base our love on conditions. Well, if they would actually say that or forgive me, then I would love them or if they would stop doing this or that. God's love is unconditional. It's an unconditional love. He even loves those who are far away from him. He loves them. And so it seems to us, God, why would you love people who have clearly turned, clearly turned their back to you? Because he says they're my creation and I love them. And that's why the song says reckless love. It feels reckless to us, but it's not. If you don't mind, just close your eyes for a moment. I want to read this verse over you. Found in 1 John chapter 4. God's love was revealed among us in this way. 
God sent his one and only son, Jesus, into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists in this, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. There's just something so special about Jesus. I love the fact that we as a church, as Radiant Life, have his name center stage. Man, that is awesome. I geek out over the little things sometimes. I'm sorry. I had a moment. It's just awesome. I love it. Hey, turn to your neighbor and say, get on fire for Jesus. And quickly take a seat. Quickly take a seat. We're going to wrap up here. Quickly take a seat. We said it was going to look a little different uh, this week, and it is for a reason. Uh, We're going to land the plane now together as we close out 2023 in service together by a quick talk, and then we're going to uh, wrap up our time together singing God is Able as our closing song. Because we believe that is who's the God we serve. He's able to do all things. But it requires our submission to him. Obedience. Surrender. That's what it requires of us. Uh, if you've been with Radiant Life for a while, we've always done for, we said like seven or eight years, something like that, my one word. Instead of entering into the new year of thinking about the 10 New Year's resolutions that, if we're honest, we'll fail at 70% of them. It within That's like the stat, like 68% failure within the first six weeks. It's like, wow, that's encouraging. <laughs> Right, And so what we've done here is just really focused on what is one word that the Lord will reveal to us that the Lord will use in our walk this year to grow us spiritually, to deepen our faith. And it requires intentionality on your part to seek God and open your ears to the word he wants to reveal to you. So this past year, you guys are going to talk about just briefly... Um, what their one word was and how it got played out as an encouragement to you. Uh, yeah, so my one word going into 2023, which I'm actually going to carry over into 2024, uh, the word that I felt like Holy Spirit impressed on me was the word son, S-O-N. Uh, and kind of that came this, this conviction that I functioned more like an employee of Jesus than I did a co-heir with Jesus. Right, so, so I really felt like he brought this, brought this to my spirit to say, hey, like you need to really lean into what it looks like to be a son, to be a child of the Most High King. And so over this past year, it's, it's been doing that, leaning in. And, and you know, I, I got a, a special color when I read through Scripture that I highlight it. Like, oh, oh, this is, a, this is a child of God. This is a son of God. This is an heir. And like I'm, I'm trying to lean into those things. And what does it actually mean? To be that, because that's a that's a theme that we see woven all throughout Scripture. So, so you're just dragging 2020, 2023 into twenty twenty. I'm going to carry it over. God's I mean, not done. You know, no, God's I, not I, done I, with I that. I feel word. like that's one that I know. Yeah. I know there's been some some movement, but I, I know that He wants to do more. More. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Good for you, man. Thanks for sharing. What about you, Pam? So, um, <clears throat> my word for twenty twenty three was open. And I knew, uh, kind of going into 2023, that, you know, I was taking classes for my pastoral license. And um, 
I knew that I was going to be put in situations that I was not super comfortable with because, you know, it's just not something that naturally I do. And so I wanted to be open to whatever God wanted to do in my life and whatever, um, he, however he wanted to use me. And so I knew going into that, like, I need to be open and I need to allow God um, to have his way in my life. I need to be obedient and I need to allow him to work through my weaknesses and allow his strength to show. And so um, twenty. 23 was definitely a year where I had to be open to what he wanted to do in my life um, and the things that he wanted to show me and the ways he wanted to transform me. Um, now, 2024, I, I really feel like um, my, my word is intentional. And, you know, I've been feeling more like <clears throat> I need to be intentional with my time. I need to be intentional with my relationships, my resources, my skills and abilities. You know, all of the things that God has given me, I need to be intentional with those. And I need to intentionally um, seek God in those moments and, um, you know, be purposeful with the things that I do in my life so that I can draw closer to God, so that I can grow in the way that he wants me to grow. Um, and so that he can use me effectively for his kingdom. So I, I really want to, like, this year, be intentional with things, with time, with my life, with my skills, abilities, all of the things that God has blessed me with. I love it. I love uh, we as pastors, uh, sometimes we get to hear some of what your one word was from the year and how the Lord used it. And uh, I think our heart moving forward is we want to capture those stories and testimony because we overcome the enemy by the blood in the word of our testimony. And so I think if you've got a testimony of your one word, would you just email the church at info at the radiantlife.church? So we, we want to set up a time that we can get your testimony. Uh, because it's not just your testimony, it's God's story. That's what's beautiful. And other people can grow from that. And so if you're like, I have a testimony from my one word, please email us info at theradiantlife.church because we want to grab your testimony on video and be able to share it with uh, the church family. Uh, for me, I, I, I like really cool words. Like my favorite word in life is juxtaposed. Like that's a cool word. And I was a little like upset in 2023. I'm like, mine's it's a lame word. <laughs> but the Lord used it mightily. Uh, it was the word develop. And I'm like, develop, that's lame. <laughs> It's not like juxtaposed or something like that. Or paradox. Paradox. I see yeah. Pastor Brandon in the Yeah, <laughs> paradoxal. Axiom is a good word too. Theological axiom. I, I, I like cool words. And uh, develop. What I realized is the Lord really used some developing during my quiet time to develop some things in my own life and develop some of his spiritual gifts in my life. And I was able to overflow that and develop out of that develop some structures here in the church and do stuff with the team and stuff like that. So I, I love just being able to seek the Lord and say, what's the one word? My, my new word for the year, I found out a couple days ago after a quiet time, it's, it's lame again. I think the Lord's teaching me something about that. It's grounded. It's like grounded. I'm going to tell people I'm grounded. Like, what does that mean? And, Scrip uh, scripture says that the father disciplines those he loves. So that's all oh, great. I mean, I <laughs> Uh, I just, I feel like, uh, you know, the word was revealed to me and I kind of sat on it a little bit and I'm like, what does that mean, Lord? Like, I want to give it to you with expectation also. And it's just this idea that the Lord has revealed to me that I'm to be even deeper grounded in my faith. Uh, I gave this example at our previous uh, service. I'll give the example, like I'm, I'm pro-life. Why is that? 
because oh, God's for life. Why is that? Why do I care about life? Why? And so for me, it's to get grounded more into that stance, that um, I believe deeper theological stance and be able to come at it in the most gracious, loving way. Um, because our culture today doesn't take the idea that, well, God said so. Culture doesn't care. So I'm not here to just prove it. I'm here to lead you to your creator that you don't know yet. But I just feel like for me, God's saying, get grounded this year. So it's a lame word, but I'm excited. I think it's pretty cool. Okay. You're grounded. Um, we revealed this last week at our Christmas services. By the way, if you came, thanks for coming. It was actually our, our highest attended Christmas we've ever had. We were over 1,600 people that came through our doors, three services. And we also, like hindsight, we probably should have had four. Uh, Saturday night, if you were here, was bananas. Every seat in here was packed. There's 505 seats in here. And then we had waiting room or chairs we set up in that inner lobby. We had to open the doors. It was, it was bonkers. But uh, praise God. I revealed the word that we feel like the church is going after that the Lord is using in 2024 being a year of holiness for us. And uh, that is our walk with Christ is holiness. And, and, and in order to excel and exceed and train yourself in holiness, you have to be empowered by the spirit. That's what I realized. And uh, I want to read this as uh, the worship team's going to come up and play softly behind me. Like, oh, we are. Is this. And this is prepares us. And uh, I, I ask, you know, for some of us, it's okay. Some people have taken, we've heard like two, two months into the year and finally God has dropped that one word for them. So maybe during that 21 days of prayer and fasting that we're going to start tomorrow, January 1 to January 24, maybe that's some of it during your fasting. You're just like, Lord, what do you want to do with me this year? Lord, what do you want to do? 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 8 reads this way. But have nothing to do with pointless and silly myths. Rather, train yourself in godliness. He doesn't say try for godliness. He says you must train for godliness. There's a difference between trying and training. You don't one day try for, to run a marathon. You got to train to run a marathon. And God is telling us through his word, hey church, you need to train yourself. Train for godliness. For training of the body has limited benefit. Now, no, it does have some benefit. For those of you that don't work out, you can't use this verse to say, ah, see, it's got limited benefit. Don't need to do it. You are a physical body that God has given you to take care of. It has limited benefit, but here's what Paul's getting at. Hey, that's got training. That's good. But godliness is beneficial. Watch this. In every way. Every way. And then he says this, since it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. It's training for this holiness and godliness today in our walk with Christ for now until the day he calls us to our heavenly home and then it has purpose for all eternity. It's not just this boring thing. It prepares us for all eternity. And so this year, we're going to focus on what does it look like to train for holiness? What does it look like 
to truly be the salt and light in our world? What does it truly be to be empowered by the Spirit of God, but yet live a holy life, set apart, to look different? Yes, countercultural somewhat? Absolutely, because Jesus was. What does it look like this year that we have learned to train ourselves to look more like Christ? Where we work, where we live, where we play. What would it look like to have holiness in your relationships? job on the sports field what it looked like I can't wait for the new Thanks for listening to this message from Radiant Life Church. To get to know us better, check out theradiantlife.church. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram.